What's up, listeners? On this week's pod, we'll give you beers followed by a quick mailbag. Next, we'll give out the first ever Rookie Show Emmy Awards. Of course, we'll talk some playoff football and give our divisional round bookie show picks. Lastly, Stumptown, then we out. Let's do it. Ooh, that, ladies and gents, is the sound of a couple crisp brews Ooh. being cracked. And this is the sound Yummers. of your favorite podcast, <laughs> The Rookie Show. The Rookie Show. That's right, everybody. Welcome back to The Rookie Show. I'm one of your hosts, Travis Knoll. Joining me, as per usual, Mr. 503, a.k.a. Zag Brian. Hey. Hitting parlays is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% coin-centrated power of will, 5% mm-hmm. pleasure, 50% pain, and 100% reason to remember the name Elvis Coin, a what-up coin. A food black hole. If you pass it to him, you won't get the ball back, or won't get it back. Call him D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> what up, Noel? A black, a black Noel. A black Noel, yeah. Yeah. A food black knoll. Um, you thought of that? Yeah, wait. <laughs> a black knoll? I would like to meet him. <laughs> Sounds athletic. Okay. Yeah. Um, Coin, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Could be better. We, we, paused, we paused the pod for a day. I wasn't feeling so hot yesterday, mm. uh, but I slept uh, a normal person's amount last night, and I feel mm. wildly better. Yeah, interesting how that works. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing that crazy. for some time. You should, you should try it more. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, Although I'm about to have last baby, night so I'm about to me. stop doing. You're that. about to heck a not sleep that much. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Uh, well, what are you drinking this evening, Coin? Noel, uh, we're actually. I'm actually going to give you a weather update, which plays into what I have to drink. Please uh, do. Please quick do. weather update in Portland. It is. So obviously in all parts of the northern country, as you, you've told me before we started recording, that it is just dumping snow and it is cold as balls everywhere. Mm. Uh, it is relatively equally cold here, I would say. The teens in Portland, when it's, it's just so wet, it's very bone-chillingly cold. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Um, yeah, it's, and today it's, it's snowed a smidgen. We probably ended up with like a couple inches, three inches maybe in Portland. Most of it kind of melts. But then it just hovers around 25, and then on top of that, it starts raining, so it's just sleeting everywhere, and there's just sheets of ice all over the roads and sidewalks. And business, nobody will drive. People refuse. They just People abandon their cars in the street. They just get up and leave. It's wild. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, fuck like, fuck, fuck it. I'm done. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Spumoni. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, Clarence Spumoni. <laughs> uh, like, I... I luckily I got this god spot at my apartment just right outside my front door. There's only two available, and it's when you turn in. So when you turn into our little lot thingy, we have like the tiny little cul-de-sac before you turn into our parking garage. But in front of that, there's two spots, and they're never open. They were open the other day when I came back from getting groceries. So I snagged one, and I was like, oh, I'll leave later anyways to go to the gym, whatever. No, it started uh, just just rain and sleet and all that all that nonsense sleeting, if you will. Um, and so there's this ice river and I haven't left. And for that reason, uh, all of the businesses are also basically shut down here. So I went mm. to go try to get a beer before the pod said that they were opening at three on their website. I went down there at like five thirty, five forty five, and the lights were shut off and, uh, there was mm, like good, a good, guy good. inside drinking a beer. <clears throat> so I am again drinking an eight Oh five, uh, lager. So it is okay. still delicious. Yeah. 
That was a really long excuse for not having a beer. It really was. It was. But yeah. I appreciate it, and I agree with it. Did you say it's a god spot? Is that what you called it? God spot, yeah. Like it is just the cream of the crop. No spots better from for not having a parking spot here. This is this is the the ideal. Okay. If you below if you believed in God, you would think that that was the best spot. Right. I believe in gods, <clears throat> and if this oh, is okay. like the parking okay. gods One spot, of yeah. Okay, I got you. Got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Uh, well, how's that eight oh five? That eight oh five is delicious. Still, okay. I still. I managed uh, this. Was, like I said, it was cold this weekend, so I didn't do a lot of like leaving. That's not necessarily true. I left a little bit, but uh, we were home. I've been home, haven't gone to work this week or anything like that, and I still have over. I have like seven left, so mm. didn't drink a lot of beers at home. Good, glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah, what are you drinking, Noel? Coin. I uh, just realizing that my. Like, I had been going to the same grocery stores in Chicago, and at some point, you kind of, like, all the exciting beers that you want to try, they start to run low, and you start to have slim pickings. New grocery stores, and actually, like, a shitload of Montana beers, like, they're just everywhere, and they're just they're yeah. just really catching my eyes. I'm really excited. This could go on for a long time. So, this one is very nice. It is called the, have you heard of Mountains Walking Brewery? No. In Bozeman? No. All right. It's, oh. Mount, it's called the Nice Fella. Which is a fantastic name oh, for a beer. Really um, good. It is a label, but the label's really nice. It's really clean. It's got some nice patterns. Um, it is an Italian-style Pilsner from Mountains Walking. I'm sure some of our, uh, or I hope some of our listeners who are Bozeman-adjacent have heard of or have been to Mountains Walking Brewery. And it's it's a good beer. It's a very good beer. Yeah, it's a nice uh, Art Deco geometric type can kind of yeah. can going on. Yeah, it's nice. Bingo. You got some like blues and some beiges on the white and silver can. So mm-hmm. uh, like the fonts and everything too. So uh, pretty solid. It's my Love first beer font. since since last pod too. So it's delicious. Love this for you. Yeah. Um, Coin, what other what else you got for beers? Uh, it'll be a quick one for me this week. So uh, I decided I went out with some coworkers on Friday and had a fairly chill night. We, we were going to go bowling, but the bowling alley was shut down because of the weather. And so we Lame. ended up, my uh, old manager was going to pay for it and that stuff. And then we went out to this drink spot and then he ended up not paying for those or the next place we went. And we were like, Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> cool. Mm. Um, stayed out with some friends for, for a little bit and then came home the next night. I was just chilling in my apartment. I was getting kind of stir crazy. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll go to the store and I'll pick up like a pack of a can of Zins or whatever like that. And then on the way back, I was like, oh shit, I'll just stop in this place called Mad Greek Deli, uh, which is so part of it's a deli. And then they have like a sports bar kind of attached. It's more of like mm. a soccer sports bar, but it's a cool place. And it was packed. And so I was like, fuck it, I'll sit down at this bar and I'll watch the rest of the, um, what was the Saturday night game? That was the... Uh, was that Dolphins, Dolphins Chiefs? Chiefs, yeah. Dolphins Chiefs game. So I sat at the bar, uh, just solo, had an AirPod in for like most of the time. <clears throat> and then I was just drinking a whiskey sevens. And uh, then I started chatting with the guy next to me, and he ended up being a Bears fan. So we were just talking Bears trades with the Falcons for fields for like 45 minutes and talking football. And he was hitting all the right notes. He was just, we were talking receivers and he's like, I, Julio's like my favorite receiver ever. And he was going off on this thing about how much he loved him. And I was like, uh, you know, that the, the clip of, um, Jesus, I'm blanking on his name right now. Who's the comedian we love right now? Uh, uh the, I don't know. <laughs> the bigger guy with, the uh, Oh, um, Shane Gillis. 
Shane Gillis, yeah, he's like, it's, I was, I almost looked at him and was like, you trying to make me come right now? Is that, is that what you want to do? You brought me down here to do that. Uh, so we were chatting for a long time, and uh, we did some shots together. We were having fun, chatting football or whatever. And then he leaves, and I was kind of gearing up to leave too, and I'm just sitting there at the end of the bar, and this group of people were like, solo guy, what do you, what do you got going on the rest of the night? <laughs> I was like, I'd overheard them talking. I was like, I'm actually also going to swing by Sandy Hut, weirdly enough, because that's where they were headed. And I was like, going to put money in the machine, and then I was going to go home. Uh, so I put some money in, had a couple more drinks, and then saw them in there. And they are like, yeah, come sit with us. And so I ended up staying out pretty late with this random group of people. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. I don't nice. remember anybody's names. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really even yeah. try to catch them. Don't really intend to ever see them again or hang out with them, but good. I had a lot of fun. Came home. I did forget to eat dinner, mm. so I was pretty tuned. And then I came home and uh, made a box of mac and cheese and ate the whole thing. Hell yeah. An <laughs> yeah, elite, it was a good uh, night. an S-tier drunk meal is a, a full box Could of not mac and cheese. possibly agree more. It is wow. so good. Unbelievable. Yeah. You just sit there, eyes closed, and scooping <laughs> on in. <laughs> it could be in the dark. It. You don't even have to turn the lights on in yeah, the kitchen. Exactly. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Uh, it was wonderful. So that was, my, that was my weekend, Noel. How was yours? I mean, I, I realize that my weather updates are kind of pointless because I think the majority of our, our fans are in Montana, so they're well aware that it was minus 30 this weekend. Uh, it's, it has since warmed up above zero today, but then inevitably started dumping snow. Um, so didn't really do shit. We've been playing some pickleball. There's like this new, well, new from when I lived here, but pickleball like center it's like this indoor big warehouse that just has four pickleball courts and then they have a bunch of outdoor courts but obviously not using now and it's actually really cool you just get on the app i mean it's it's 10 bucks to play it's 10 bucks a person to play which seems like a lot but like i don't know i I was thinking about it like yeah whatever i i wouldn't hesitate twice to to have two five dollar beers uh once a week so so um but you just reserve you reserve a court on the app and then it sends you a code and you just type the code in to get in the door so like there's no one that works there and it's open 24 7 like you can literally just go play pickleball at any time you just reserve the court it sends you a code you pay on the app and you go in there and there's no one in there there's music playing and you just go play Pretty sick. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, it's dope. That's super cool. So that's the only cool thing I've been doing. No beers, uh, just watch football, and uh, yeah, getting used to Montana life again. Sounds lovely. I do have one thing for you before we get into the pod. Uh, mm. This, well, you you have kind of a mailbag question, don't you? This kind of ties in with that. Oh, that's Are right. Are we going to address the mailbag? Yeah, we should address that right now. Go for it. Okay. this is. Uh, let's just transition to a new segment called Mailbag. 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 Um, and I will give you... With the mailbag. <laughs> What's that? It's a Whitest Kids You Know sh- skit. Oh. <laughs> Does he actually say mailbag? No, he says nail gun. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, good, good, good. Sam, let me shoot an apple off your head. I don't have an apple on me. <laughs> nail gun. Oh, Trevor, you killed him. Yeah, killed him with the nail gun. No, he's really dead, man. Look. Oh, man, he's getting blood everywhere. Oh, you're going to get in so much trouble. You're going to get in trouble, too. We were both playing with the nail gun. It doesn't sound right when you say it that way. We were both playing with the nail gun. Uh, okay, so this comes from uh, listener Troy Redman who is oh. uh, a great friend of the Proj. 
friend of the prod, friend of the friend pod. Of the pod. Shouts, Troy. So this was a nugget that Troy sent me. Um, so Kalen DeBoer, you mm-hmm. know who this is? I do. Coach of UW that recently signed as Saban's replacement at Bama. Right. Um, following his natty appearance. Um, did you know that he played wideout at Sioux Falls? I did not know that he played there. I knew that he coached there. Okay, well, that's that's what we're getting at. He was an NAIA baller. He did coach there. You probably knew some of this. He coached from 2005 to 2009 at Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. Do you know what his record was? Um, was it, wasn't it like, let's see, 05 to 09. I'm going to guess he was like 48 and 7. 67 and 3 was his record. What? At Sioux Falls, <laughs> including Holy three natties. So this dude was an NAIA coaching legend. Um, but the best uh, nugget here is that this came straight from Wikipedia. So this is just Kalen DeBoer's Wikipedia page. It says, and I quote, so he had three losses in his career. Two of DeBoer's losses at Sioux Falls came at the hands of Mike Van Deest's national title winning Carroll Fighting Saints squads in 2005 and 2007. Pretty sick. That pretty is sick. pretty sick. Yeah. The Bama, the Bama head coach's uh, Wikipedia page mentions mentions Mike Van Deese and the Carroll Saints. So I think that Shouts from, from that head man. coach from head coach of Sioux Falls to head coach of Bama in fifteen years is fucking nuts. That's a glow up. That's a glow up. I mean, he only holy coached shit. at UW for two years, but he did so yeah. fucking good that it's like yeah. holy shit. Um, it begs the question: Was there any alternate universe where Deese is coaching at some big D one school? No, because he he needed the control. You mm. you can't control the team the same when you're uh, when you move up a little higher. There's like limits on the amount you can make people practice and stuff. And he would have hated that. <laughs> Do you think that was the case though? If he had left in say like '08, we're talking like right. 15 years ago, maybe he could have. Because if you're fresh off, what? F- how many natties did they win? Six or something? Uh, six. Like if he's fresh off that, like. And I feel like well, 15 years ago wasn't as bad they, as it is now if, like, They kids... definitely offered him, like, one of the Cats or Grizz offered him head coach at one point, right? I think yeah, the Cats did. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So he would have had to have some success there. To, but right. Probably not the Kalen DeBoer route, so. Nah. Anyway, shouts Troy. Um, shouts Troy. For that nugget. What, uh, what do you got for a mailbag? Mailbag. Uh, we had listener Quinn Mahoney, of course. Of course, famous, probably most mentioned person on the podcast. Um, wrote us, wrote us this morning, maybe yesterday, uh, wondering about a bet he made with a coworker, a, just a $5 bet over the national championship game. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and he won said bet, but coworker was out of office, hadn't seen him. And he's wondering, is it worth even bringing up to, to ask for his $5 back? Uh, I staunchly said, yes, you should absolutely bring it up because he made the fucking bet. I totally agree. I will say he kind of blew it. It should have been the very first thing you said when you saw him because it's less awkward that way. Like, you, it's like the shit talk of like, hey, Natty National, Ch- you've been dodging me last week. Yeah. You know, you say something <laughs> you like that, me? right? <laughs> I think that's the way around it, though, is you just you do the, oh, did you see the college football news? Like, DeBoer signed with Bama. That's crazy, right? Also crazy is that you owe me $5. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I would just try to work it in. Like, if I don't know, if, oh, he said this is a guy he doesn't really know is the problem, mm. or he doesn't really talk to, right? So, like, if you haven't, I was thinking maybe uh, like 
you might go out for drinks after work or something. If, if that was the case, it would be a lot easier. You'd be like, oh, you, you just could be buy like, me that drink because of that $5. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or you put up Maybe. a whiteboard in your office and you say, it just says people in the office who owe me money and you just have <laughs> just his name listed. <laughs> That's good. These are all good options. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, and his, yeah. his final question of his mailbag was, uh, am I a bitch for not requesting? And to that, I also say yes. Yeah, I'd like to weigh in on that and say, yes, you are a bitch, Quinn. <laughs> so get that, get that paper, send Baby us a picture bitch. of the $5 once you get it, or else we will think that you're a bitch until you do. Fact. But thanks for your question, Quinn. Yeah, but thank you for writing in. We really appreciate it. Happy to help with any other questions anybody else might have, or any nuggets. <laughs> anybody else you know, we, you know wants we to love ask nuggets. us if, they think that we're, if we think they're a bitch, we will weigh in. I would say you it's have probably to, gonna be a ninety nine percent yes rate. Yeah. I mean if you have to ask. You, yeah, you, you already know. know. You, you, you already know what the answer is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that has been mailbag. Mailbag. <laughs> What's the uh, why does kids you know line? Yeah, why does kids you know? It's the um yeah. neck it's the Necronomicon sketch where he kills his friend with a nail gun and they try to bring him back to life and they're trying to pass blame and they're like, Well, we were both playing with the nail gun. He's like, Oh, you can't say it like that. It makes me feel worse. He's like, sorry, we were both playing with the nail gun. <laughs> right. I haven't seen this sketch in ten years. <laughs> Fantastic. What a great show. <laughs> Okay, Coin. Uh, recent uh, pop culture news: the Facts. Emmys occurred. Yes. Did you watch them? Uh, no, I don't really watch award shows. Which is we've talked about this on here before, right? Because how much I think like award shows are fucking dumb, and I mm. care so much about like the NFL MVP. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I guess we probably have talked about that. Yeah. Uh, I also did not watch them, but we don't really give a shit about the real Emmys. We're gonna give out our own Emmys. Yes. Um, no criteria here. Mine, nope. in some way, have to do with TV, but they don't necessarily have to do with TV. Okay. Uh, different I don't routes. Know. I thought about doing it. I only have one that's not really TV, so. Okay. Mine are related to All right. How many do you have? Six. I also have six. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Simpatico. Right. You or me? Who you want to go first? Uh, I'll go first. I feel like you're going to be a better. Uh, mine is, the first one is Reaching the Hardest to be a Comedy Series, uh, which is this year's comedy nominees. Mm. Do you have this as well? Well, I don't know. Let me hear what you're going to say. Uh, in the comedy series, oh, wait, I wrote down the wrong one. Shit. Mm. I have three written down, but I got sidetracked. I think I was thinking of a second one. Uh, Reaching the Hardest is The Bear, Barry, or... Yeah, see, I had Ted Lasso listed, but that's definitely a comedy series. Sure. Um, The winner is The Bear. I don't know if you've ever watched the show, Noel. Congrats. I have indeed, of course. Chicago, duh. Yeah. Tiny Uh, The Bear is fucking stressful. It is not a comedic show at all. (laughs) Like, there are funny moments. That's fine. There can be funny moments in a lot of shows. Like, I I think I laugh harder at Succession than I do The Bear. Yeah, that's a good point. Very good right, uh, the the seven fishes episode, the Christmas episode of the bear, is mm-hmm. like makes me want to curl into a ball and die a little bit. It's horrifying. Yeah, it <laughs> takes <laughs> takes time off your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, totally agree. Basically, I have the same award, so I'll give that now. I called it, and you you did a nice thing where you gave the nom- the uh, nominees and, and gave the award. I should have done that. Uh, I'm gonna give the best schmoozer award. And that oh. goes to 
whoever got the bear into the comedy category. That was mm. uh, that was well my done. award. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, they they swept all the categories. It's and they didn't have to compete with Succession, which swept all the drama categories. Like it would have been interesting to see those two go up, up against each other. And then I noticed that the White Lotus was considered drama, whereas like I think White Lotus is more comedy, comedy than the bear. Yeah, it's a comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. It's insane. It makes no sense. It's just yeah. the bear, and the bear screwed over a bunch of other good comedies that didn't Agreed. get any awards. So yep. Okay. It's weird. Same I don't understand. The categories make no fucking sense. Um, all right, I've got the weirdest intro music, uh, okay. which is natural. We just, as you just mentioned, the White Lotus, yes, is the, uh, first nominee, which is the, uh, which is wonderful. It's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, recent change: the season two specific of Wrexham AFC. I don't know if you've you've heard this one. The first the first season's good. It's like um, mm-hmm. this every day mm-hmm. things are getting older. But this this year it's this don't forget where you came from. And it's about like not forgetting to smile when you win and all this stuff. It's really strange. Uh, but mm. the winner of this category is a show I'm almost positive you haven't seen called <laughs> Yellow Jackets. Okay, have you no, seen I'm this? Not. I've told You're you correct. about it before. It's uh, yeah. It's that all-girls, like, high school soccer team that crashes in the Canadian wilderness, and then it's, like, this cannibal-type cult show now. I don't think you've told me about this. It's a wild show. But the intro is, like, two minutes long, and it is so fucking loud and angry. (laughs) It's weird as hell. Could you imitate it, or...? Uh, no, because it's hard to understand the words, even. It's just, like, very hateful, like... Sounds that's like of, we might know what's playing us out on this pod. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yellow Jackets theme, play us out. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a great award. I I'm very intrigued by the show, not because of the intro music, but because mm. of the plot. Right. The plot is good. It's worth watching. It's very good. Okay. Okay. How do you feel about like the shows that are on HBO and such that aren't? Con- well, I guess this is all shows now. But I was going to say aren't concerned with the length of the show, so their intro is like nine minutes long. Like uh. <laughs> What's it called? Um, Westworld. I watched that for a while. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched like super long. Yellowstone's pretty long. They're all. Or yeah. I mean, Game of Thrones did it too, but just I don't know. What's your thoughts? You're you're okay with um, it? Into it? <clears throat> I'm okay with forward? it for the most part. No. So so when I was when I was dating Nikki, she hated intros and she would always have to skip them. But I'm mm-hmm. vehement that the first time I watch a show, I have to watch the intro, and on the mm-hmm. last episode, I have to watch the full intro. It's like an important okay. closure thing for me. Sometimes in the middle, I don't really care, and I'll skip it. A lot of alignment about you? On, on these things. Katie's very much like, what? don't waste a second of my time. She'll be, yeah. so she watches like The Office on, uh, like while she goes to sleep on her yeah. iPad, which is within reach. And she'll be, I swear she'll be in a deep sleep 
and the next episode will come on and she'll like wake up and press skip intro <laughs> and then go back to sleep. Like she can't even listen to the intro while sleeping. So um, she's on the same page as Nikki, but I'm okay with it. I don't really care that much, but I would probably just watch it. I don't need to skip it. I got time now. Yeah. It's kind of a nice like buffer thing. It's, it's similar yeah. to the um, trailers at the movies. Like, mm, yeah. I kind of like the yeah. trailers, and it's a fun. Oh, yeah. Gives you a little he buffer period. You get know, to walk around, move a little bit. You can talk a little bit about it uh, in between them. So, yeah, the trailers rock yeah. at the movies. Yeah, trailers rock. I, on the other hand, I did just watch three episodes of Jeopardy in about forty minutes, and it was great because I fast forwarded through all the commercials and all the uh, discussions with the contestants, which fucking sucks. I don't, don't want to hear about any of you. Just Especially the, the new hosts. I don't want to hear them ask questions. Like, no, no thanks. Ken or the other chick. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, let's keep going with the Emmys. Um, I'm going to give an Emmy out to... This is actually a sports Emmy. Oh. Uh, most infuriating play-by-play announcer award. Oh, I almost did it. I'm glad you yeah, did. Yeah, I tied it in. Of course, this has to go to Jason Garrett. Um, for those of you who watched on Peacock... Uh, Jason and Mike Tirico go at it for the Chiefs-Dolphins game. I'll, I'll reference two specific instances that drove me crazy. I texted you about the one. Before halftime, the Dolphins had, I think it was like 17 seconds left, the Dolphins got the ball. And Jason Garrett was adamantly talking about how you really don't want a disastrous play here. You have to take the knee and go into the locker room and regroup. Well... The Dolphins come out slinging. They throw like an 18-yard pass to Waddle, and he gets out of bounds with like seven seconds left. And Jason Garrett will not stop gushing about how, I love how aggressive they're being. You know, why not? Why not get the hand, the ball in the hands of your playmakers and let them make... And I'm like, how, if I was Tariko, I'd be like, didn't you just say the opposite? Like, literally just say the opposite? Yeah. It was driving me crazy. And then apparently uh, Mallory, who was watching the game elsewhere brought that up to my dad after I said that in front of my dad. So we, we were both on the same page. Uh, and then the other one was like later in the game, the Chiefs get to like a third and 13 or something. And they're on like the Dolphins 40 or something like that. And immediately Jason Garrett goes, you know, the goal here is definitely just to get a chunk of that back. And so you can, uh, you know, get, get a good field goal uh, attempt. And in my head, I'm like, do you know who you're talking about? You're talking about probably the best third and 13 quarterback in the history of the league and a team that just picks up 15 yards on third and 13 all the time for the past 10 years. Are you stupid? And sure enough, Mahomes slings it and gets like 25 yards first down. I'm like, you are such a piece of shit, Jason Garrett. So, I I mean, we'll give shit to Chris Collinsworth, but he is just light years better than Jason Garrett. It's, It's not close. And I want somebody to show him clips of him talking. You know, when people do the, um, the Steve, or not Stephen A, the Skip Bayless mashups when he's arguing against himself. This would be like, <laughs> yes. I want somebody to do a mashup of the few things that they've let him do on national TV already and be like, this is literally the reason you're not a coach anymore. Like, you being wrong <laughs> this many times in a row is the reason you don't have a job. It's remarkable. I think they brought it up on Simmons Pod that he was a coach of Cowboys for like nine years. Like that's, that's just crazy. And I'm excited that maybe McCarthy is Jason Garrett 2.0. He can just hang around. They're, they announced yep. today they're keeping him. So yeah, that'd be great. That's um, perfect. So congrats, Jason Garrett, on your award. That's perfect. No, you tied directly into my next award, which of course is great. I can't believe they held this role for that long in reality TV, which is of course the NFL. 
Mm. Uh, first nominee is your very own Riverboat Ron Rivera, coach mm. of the Washington Commanders for this past three seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, three or four? Three? Yeah. I think three. Yeah. Maybe four. I think he did four. Mm. Wow. Uh, second nominee was Brandon Staley of the Los mm. Angeles Chargers. Mm. Uh, catastrophic meltdowns. Single-handedly coached the Chargers into being the AFC Falcons, which is impressive. <laughs> and, of course, my own uh, Arthur Smith, who was recently let go uh, from his tenure, as we talked about the last week. Um, I mean, it was just about time. And the award goes to, in an upset, Brandon Staley. Wow. Can't believe you're keeping, you kept your job. He was the first one fired of all three. Still amazing he kept his job that long. <laughs> just an abhorrent, abhorrent mismanagement of clock, situation, quarterback, personnel, all of it. Just really bad. Bad job. Congratulations. I feel like I was probably longer to defend him than most just and but now granted this was like a year a year and a half ago that I was still defending him we're not talking Mm -hmm. about like months ago but uh yeah it just got to the point where like this is you know you can't even deny how no and the team was not responding to him so no congrats Brandon on that award congrats B Rand okay back to TV uh this award goes to the most credibility lost by an award show oh and the Emmy goes to the Golden Globes. Wow. This is, yeah, wow. This is like Inception over here with award shows. And here's why. The Golden Globes, uh, for the second straight year, nominated Selena Gomez as best actress in a comedy show for Only Murders in the Building. Have you ever watched that show? No. Looks bad. It's kind of funny because Steve Martin and Martin Short are very funny. Uh, and I like the um, the mystery aspect because there's you know twists and stuff like that mm-hmm. i can tell you right now selena gomez doesn't do any acting she's the most monotone boring uneventful person i've ever watched on a tv show and the fact that she's nominated for best actress two years running she did not win thankfully and i've tried to look this up like is this just like people's choice like no these are like critics and like actual people whereas the emmys thankfully did not nominate Selena Gomez for Best Actress. So it's a good call. I do not. Uh, I'm not on board with the Golden Globes. Yeah, um, Selena Gomez as an actress has never really struck me as he's blown me away. You know? No, no, not at all. Yeah, not good. Um, really, really good award, Nolan. Congrats Thank to you. Selena. Yeah. Yeah, congrats, Selena. Actually, no, that's the Golden Globes <laughs> that got the award. Golden <laughs> congrats to the Golden Globes, actually. Um. Let's see. I have one, two, three, four, three more, right? Yeah. Cool. I will go with, uh, back to weird. I'm going to go with weirdest person I saw in a show this year. Oh, uh, this is a yeah. good award. So the nominees are, uh, the show I was telling you about recently, or before with Yellow Jackets, is Sammy Hanratty, who is the teen Misty. Uh, just a fucking weirdo and kind of a sociopath and definitely kills like multiple girls. Okay. Um, Second nominee is Evan Peters for his portrayal of Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, made me really uncomfortable while on screen. Uh, neither of those two could usurp, though. David Brown, who of course played Todd Gregory in Jury Duty, who is the guy with the <laughs> pants crutches and who made uh, Ronald watch A Bug's Life with him. Just um, a wonderful character and somebody I truly know that I would not be able to hold a straight face with. In, in person. 
I just, yeah, that's the part of the show that is underrated is the other actors, like, having to react to him. Like, or, I mean, any, you know, to each other. But holy shit, how could you keep a straight face when that dude was doing what he was doing? It was so funny. <laughs> him uh, shuffling through the jury stand with the crutches on his butt was so fucking funny. He said his name is Todd Gregory. Yeah, Todd Gregory in the show, yeah. It's a perfect name, too. Yeah, really well done. <laughs> congrats, Todd. Okay, congrats, Todd, a.k.a. David, David Brown. Brown. David yep. Brown, okay. Good award. Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, the this award is for the least asked for show made from an awesome video game and it does not go to The Last of Us in fact it goes to Twisted Metal did you know that oh. there's a TV show for Twisted Metal I did have I did you watched watch it. it no okay neither did I because who was asking for a, a TV show for Twisted Metal not who's me. in it and I, do you know it's the um, Mackie, Anthony Mackie, is that his name? Anthony Mackie? Yeah. He's the main guy. Is he the black guy? Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. And Steve, Stephanie Beatrice from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Will Arnett. I might have to watch this show. Uh, it may be good. Listen, I have not watched the show. Now, this is not an indictment on the show itself, but I will say Twisted Metal for PS1 was fucking awesome, dude. And I'd like to know how, especially how they have Axel, who is the uh, just the man with two giant wheels, and he would just hold him out. He would look like the guy from Da Vinci Code, basically, and he's mm-hmm. just like holding the tires. I don't know how they reenact that for the show, but maybe I'll have to watch. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever played Twisted Metal, to be honest with you. Is it like a racing have, game? Um, it's more of like a demolition derby game. Oh, cool. Uh, you're just, you pick these cars and you just run into each other basically. And, uh, the best one, there's an ice cream truck and that's like, I think on the, uh, cover of the game, but I'm actually quite disappointed. You didn't, you never played Twisted Metal. I know. I know. Surprising. Uh, bad news. Twisted Metal has great reviews. Listen again, not an indictment on the show. Maybe I'll watch it. What, what, where's it stream? Um, oh, Peacock. Fuck. Get out of here. Peacock. I got Peacock now. No, I got suckered in. Fifty percent off. It was thirty bucks for a year of Peacock. So I said yes. Oh, that's actually a really good deal. Oh, I guess your Katie watches fucking The Office enough. I know. We we haven't been watching The Office. She's been watching Always Sunny, uh, which is even better. But I'm also like, okay, I watch Always Sunny every single night. Like, I don't want to get sick of it. So let's let's get back to The Office. Yeah, smart. Um, all right, good pick. I'm gonna go with uh, bitchiest face in a drama series. Ooh, good. Yeah. So the nominees here are um, Rhaenyra Targaryen, played by Emma D'Arcy in House of the Dragon. Uh, her counterpart... Is she the, the young one? No, older one. Okay. All right. Uh, her counterpart, Damon Targaryen, played by Matt mm. Smith, also in House of the Dragon. But you can't dethrone the queen here. There is only one winner for this award, and that is to Shiv Roy, played by mm-hmm. Sarah Snook in Succession. Just the stankiest, bitchiest face I've ever seen on TV in my entire life. Like, holy hell. I I can't even... I don't understand how you can train yourself to do that. Maybe you don't have to. He's just born with it. Maybe it's maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> um, yes, I, when you said bitchiest face, my mind immediately went to Shiv Roy. So I, mm-hmm. I, I thought I knew what was coming, but I, I waited for the buildup. Yeah. Um, I will say they, I feel like the, because they got all the best actor and best supporting actor um, 
yeah. awards. She got best actress. Uh, what's his name? Got best actor. Um, Roman. Karen. Yeah. Col- Culkin. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Tom got all the best supporting actors. I would yeah. say that seven was it seven fishes is that the the bear episode yeah yep seven fishes episode at the dinner table and then when shiv and tom like are out on the balcony like screaming at each other like those are like the best acting of the year like scenes like they were like Katie totally and i agree. watched that episode we're like holy shit that was acting right there like i believe that and th- these are two fucked up people that are just like screaming at each other so yeah really impressive but very bitchy face yeah uh, speaking of Karen Culkin, did you see the clip of uh, that lady asking him? She was like, I don't know if you saw the, the memes or whatever going around. They were like, who would win in a brawl between um, the the Culkin brothers or the um, Skarsgård brothers? And he was like, what are you talking about? He's like, they're fucking huge. <laughs> they would kill us. <laughs> It sounds like a he's like maybe answer. maybe maybe if you gave us a knife and tied each one of their hands behind their back I don't know <laughs> possibly but no is he just kind of like Roman in real life like I imagine I, I mean that's just how he right? talks yeah. it's like he doesn't talk different than that and if anything he he would become more like that that's how I imagine Robert Downey Jr. like basically probably just turned into Iron Man like he's just like the quick sarcastic that was like, already him yeah oh, okay okay so it's the other way around so that's probably how Roman came to be as well right. A little okay. bit. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Great award. Great award. <clears throat> okay. Second to last one for me. I'm just going to go with show I'm the most out on that I was previously in on. Oh. And this is one that I've talked about on the pod. Not a surprise. And that is Yellowstone. Um, I did like it early on, and then I decided that I don't anymore. So I haven't even watched the last season and a half, and I'm out. I haven't watched <clears throat> the last all seasons, so mm. that's okay. You're right there. Right there I with say, you. It just, just didn't. It just didn't go anywhere for me. It was, it was interesting, and I liked seeing the Montana stuff, but I'm over it. So, good riddance. Good riddance. Goodbye. Stop. I mean, it hasn't gone anywhere, state. but yeah. Well, it they're making. All they're doing riddance. is making like a ton of spinoffs of it now, right? I know, and they were winning awards, and they're just yeah. all years. 1923 and 1886. Right. Or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. My final award, Noel, uh, a category near and dear to our heart. Character I'd most like to have a beer with. Mmm, great. Um, the first nominee is a, is a shocker to most because he is a disgusting human being. Uh, his name is Jackson Lamb, played by Gary Oldman in the show Slow Horses, which is phenomenal if anybody has watched it. If it's, it's on Apple TV, it's like a British spy kind of thriller series. Really, really, really good. Okay. Gary Oldman could not look grosser if he possibly tried. In this, his hair is stringy and greasy. He doesn't. Sh- he takes like sink showers in his office, mm. and uh, just like coughs and spits and like farts the entire show. He just Sweet. seems like he's got some good stories. Okay. Uh, next is Oscar Good Johnson, played by Johan. Hauku Johansson of Succession, who is the other Swede with the beard. I just think mm. that guy likes to party. Definitely likes to party. I like sure. the cut of that guy's jib. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the winner is Neil Fack, played by Maddie Matheson mm-hmm. on The Bear. Yeah. Maddie Matheson is just cool as hell. It's cool. As hell. I've actually yeah. got his cookbook in my in my, my kitchen. Actually, yeah. What a, a Christmas what a cool gift from Mac thing. one year. 
Yeah. This dude who just like, you know what? I'm just going to be an actor. I'm going to probably be pretty good at it, too. Yeah. It'd be funny. Be mm-hmm. legit. So, good yeah. for him. It's probably yeah. a pretty good cooking series on uh, YouTube. It's worth checking out. It's like on, from Vice, I think. Okay. I would say this is the second straight award you've given where before you finish the nominees, uh, my mind went to the winner. So I think you're doing a nice job like picking, picking the winner. So. I almost threw in uh, John Bernthal, who would have been uh, no. the, the Carmine's, Carmi's Mikey. brother, Mikey. Mikey. Yeah. Probably no. problematic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Bad pick. You don't know what's going to happen at that. Might be, at that. might be losing a liver at the end of the night. I don't know. Yeah. And you might be, or, or you might be burning the bar down just because yeah, he exactly. felt like it. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. My last award is not exciting. I'm just going to give out um, show of the year. Ah. And this is my own personal preference or show that I remembered best or um, liked the best. And runner up was actually the bear. I was very into the bear living mm. in Chicago. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to give it to jury duty. I mentioned it on the. Uh, on the, the ABC's pod that uh, it was just the most unique to me and it was hilarious and um, I just want to give it credit where credit's due and it had to go against the bear in best comedy I mean come on so I'd like to which give it which is crazy that's fair it deserved an award th- and Noel as an early adopter I'm glad that you were the one to do it mm. yes um, uh, positive for the bear I would say that I'm glad that I think um, cousin what's the cousin's name uh, it doesn't matter. Cousin, whatever. Yeah, he, uh, I think he did cousin. win Best Sporting um, yeah. Emmy. I know his so real name, that. but I don't know the actor's name. Yeah, Eden the, Evan Moss Backrack. Yeah, Evan yeah. Moss Backrack, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was close. Who does Eden he? Eden Moss. Right. Eden Baron Moss, yeah. Let me see. Uh, Shit. Yeah, Richie. I remember. Richie. Yeah. Should have gotten there. Okay, that has been the Rookie Show Emmy Awards. Rookie Show Emmy Awards. That was a new. We should play some nice, like, um, mm-hmm. Olympics the, thing or something. Like the sparkles kind of music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I probably won't do that. Okay. But maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Corin, let's get to football. Football. Uh, pretty, pretty fun. Well, fun in some ways. Wild card yeah. weekend. There was... Not a lot of close games, but a lot of interesting results, let's say. Right. Uh, your thoughts on Wild Card Weekend? Um, I thought it did not go away that I necessarily anticipated. Mm. Uh, as you'll see in the bets category, where I did not <laughs> do well yet again. Mm-hmm. Um, the Browns, I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed in us for putting that much yeah. faith in Joe Flacco. That was, that was a bummer. I know. I know. Well, here's the thing, and here's our defense, is that the Browns' defense, what happened? They got absolutely carved up. I think if Flacco's in a close game where he's not trying to come back and like having to score 40 points, I think we're talking about a different game. I, I'm not really blaming him because he was spectacular in the first half. And then right. all of a sudden, you give him the ball and he's down 14 in the second half. Of course he's going to throw a couple pick sixes in a row because he's Joe right. Flacco. But if you have an elite defense that's at least keeping it close, I think it's a different story. So I blame the defense for just totally not showing up. I don't know if it was injuries or what it was, but Stroud carved them up. Yep. Uh, is this the last time we see Joe Flacco on a football field? I, You know, I don't see why it would be. I mean, he just put in a couple of months of really good football. Like, Unless he doesn't want to play or he doesn't want to be a backup, but like... 
You're telling me he's not a top 64 quarterback in the world? He absolutely is. No, he like, probably is. But I mean, and he could provide. That's, a, that's an he, expensive backup, though. You know, he probably. I would say he probably goes next year, starts the season next year, not on a roster. Okay, fair. But I don't. I think we would see him again. Well, I mean, at some point, if nobody pays him what he's wanting to be paid, he's going to have to either take something less or or not. That's a good play, point. So, but uh, I would say no. But maybe what what would you set the line on that? Seeing seeing Flacco again, what's the line? I, th- I think it might be just a minus 110. Is it pretty even odds? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it's pretty like 50-50. I'd probably, 50, 50, I'd probably take the yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, Chiefs kind of beat the shit out of the Dolphins. Not really, not necessarily surprising. I don't think that anybody no. was that shocked to see that happen. No. Uh, the Packers beating the, the piss out of the Cowboys, though, that was a shocker. I'm was sure you were ecstatic. I was ecstatic. I had money on Dallas. I had Dallas and our li- players in my little fantasy league thing. Couldn't care less. I was just stoked. It was fantastic. Yep. Great weekend for you as a commies fan with both, oh both the Eagles and Cowboys just getting their shit rocked. The NFC beast is no longer. Just getting no. worked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cowboys and, coming yeah. off of, what was it, like two years straight of not losing at home and their like mar- average margin of victory at home being like 20 points, like... That was an absolute shocker, but it was fantastic. Yep. And it, it, we talked about it last week, too. It's just so weird how the, the Packers, like, franchise fans, everybody had just quit on Jordan Love for a whole month during the season. Yeah. And he, just, he just is back, I guess. I don't He's know. just good now. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's like we've talked a lot about him on the pod a lot, both of us mainly negative and saying how we don't think he has it or he's just trash. And I, I don't know. I think he's good. Yeah, I I think that a, a lot of the high, like everybody being like God, this is such bullshit. They get to go from Brett Favre to Rogers to Jordan Love. Like I think I'm pumping the brakes Let's there. The brakes. Yeah. That's that's a little a little different. Like I don't think you're getting we like literally for a third of the season he was dog shit. So right, um, correct. I don't know if we're ready to do anything like that. Um, right. And then the, but the Eagles' loss uh, staying in division was equally crazy I, we did talk before the game and i was like i could kind of see baker putting up like a shit ton of yards i wish i had just bet that instead of tying other stuff to it but um yeah that was baker looks good man when when he's when he's rolling and he's got his swagger he's fun he looks fucking awesome it's, it's best, so yeah. fun i've brought this up several times i think but <clears throat> i distinctly remember you and i doing like a draft or a discussion of who the most like we did like a trade value ranking of like every player in the NFL and yeah. i think we said baker was number 1 like when he won that playoff game for the browns or it was top 3 where there was a and maybe we were overboard but there was a point in time where baker was with his rookie contract like the most valuable player in the league and so I don't know. I always thought his downfall was a little overblown. And granted, he was pretty shitty for a while there. And yeah, he was shitty he on was. Carolina. But God, he's had it. He had it in him. I mean, he did it before with Cleveland, so it shouldn't be that surprising. But it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not much to say in the Bills Steelers game. It was kind of a fucking beatdown. Honestly, I didn't really. I was technically kind of close for a second, but not really. I mean, the Bills let off the gas, so. 
I wasn't really worried. It's kind of the how the Bills season has gone, I feel like. Just they yeah. look awesome. And then you look up and you're like, oh, they're losing or they're only up yeah. by eight? Like, what's going on? So Like they just did yeah. like four stupid things in a row and you're like, okay, why did yeah. you do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but the best game of the weekend was definitely Lions-Rams. Uh, one point game. The only like... Yeah, the only game within one score was a one-pointer yeah, a in Detroit with uh, Stafford's return, which is kind of crazy. Um, I think that the Rams did have a chance, but I, I just honestly, I don't know that there's any calls that were... This, I, I can't really think of anything in this game when I was like, oh, that should have broken the Rams' way or anything like that. Um, feel like the right team won, maybe? Yeah, I think the right team won. The Rams still covered, but... Uh... Yeah, I, I think that was unfortunately the only close game. The uh, I mentioned to you, like, I get shit from Katie and myself for often betting on just the teams that I want to win and betting with my heart. And had I just done that, every single team that I wanted to win won this week. And I, for some reason, convinced myself that the teams I didn't want to win were going to. Granted, that everybody thought Dallas was going to win, so I'm not going to beat myself yeah, up over that. Yeah, that's one. true. No. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad Detroit's moving on. Glad we get more C.J. Stroud. Um, and glad the NFC East teams are losing. And I'm glad Miami's exposed as frauds, which we've kind of known for a while. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to see more Mason Rudolph. So we're getting... We're getting what we should, I think. We've got, I think we've got the right, I don't know if it's the right eight teams because you'd think Dallas should be in there or Philly, but um, I'm happy with the final eight, let's just say. Yeah, I'm not necessarily sure the Bucks are one of the right four NFC teams left, but I, I agree. I think, I mean, the AFC, the AFC side is correct. Like, that is what it should be. So that's what matters. Do you think the Packers are more deserving than the Bucks or are better than the Bucks? Not necessarily, no. Okay. All right. Those teams are the wonky ones, but yeah. Does it feel like well, we'll get to bets, but are one of them going to win? Possibly. Possibly. We'll see. All right. Um any other thoughts on wildcard? No other thoughts. Good weekend. I didn't I don't know. I wish that there was three games on Sunday, but that's okay. I would say for how lopsided the games were, they were still sort of good or entertaining in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. So mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the football, probably because all the teams I wanted to win won. So. That's fair. I still had a lot of fun watching the Bills game, even though it was a blowout, too. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know it was on. I think I turned it on at 21-0 because I got a text <laughs> from you or somebody were like, oh, yeah. that was a sick Josh Allen run. I'm like, it's 2.30. What's, what's happening? <laughs> it's Monday. Uh, okay, it is time for the bookie show. Hey, bookie show! Um... Last week, I only made four bets, but coin two and two plus five dollars. Hey, for you, boy. Our first plus in a while. Oh, I got the burps. Um, that puts me at 2436 and one, which it doesn't sound good. Um, I'm still down 196 bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, coin another one in four week for you. I think that's like six straight. It's been, yeah, it's it's been rough on the pod. What, what were you up like? 400 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Minus $59. You are 20, 42, and 2. Uh, yep. You are down $74, which I, I say with a Chicago accent. I've had, I forgot, I don't know if I told you this, but I um, had somebody who I knew grew, growing up that could not understand what I was saying because of my Chicago accent the other day. So, really? Um, because of the way I was pronouncing the word 
I'm going to say it correctly, job. I have, it was very much like jab. Were you saying jab? Yeah, you are saying jab. I was jab. saying jab. Because yeah. I was talking about constru- like the construction work I do. And I'm like, I was running jabs. And <laughs> then he's like, what's a jab? And I'm like, like construction, like a project, you know, a job. And he's like, a jab? So it took about three <laughs> minutes for him to realize. Anyway, I need to get rid of the Chicago accent. Um, you are, I already mentioned, so we did hit our, no, we didn't do any combo bets. We forgot. That was just our... Did our we really? Bet. Yeah, we didn't do a parlay. I could have sworn we, we have did. Okay. No, because I still have 1-0 from the previous week on the, mm, nice. on the parlay. Um, we are minus 351 on the year uh, on $3,100 bet. So. Not that good. Not that good. Not that good, but we can still come back. I think we're going to come back. Um, all of my bets this week are plus odds, so Ooh. It's, time, it's, time, it's time to go. It, feels, it smells like a 1-4 and four, or maybe an 0-5. Uh, Coin, give me your first bet. My first bet, Noel, is the Houston Texans plus nine and a half at the Baltimore Ravens. Traveling okay. to the number one seed, I think that's just a little bit big of a line. I've seen the Ravens do some weird things this year, and I checked the weather this time. Baltimore weather's not going to be that bad. Um, I think it's just a lot of a team with a lot of confidence and nothing to lose. This is either going to be like a twenty point blowout or like a six point win. Um, I like this a lot, and my first pick is along the same lines in a lot of ways. I actually have one pick for each game. Uh, so, me too. Uh, nice. The, uh, my first pick is, there's a bet on, on DraftKings, that is, will the team that scores last win the game? Oh. And I will be betting no, which is plus 200. Oh, I love uh, this. And that is because, yes, I think a backdoor cover or a late score to pull within eight or something like that is very likely for these Texans. And I think they will be the last team to score, but they will not win the game. Mm, I like this bet. I might, I might okay. be tailing you on this one. Okay. Two to one felt like pretty high, but I guess I don't know yep. the stats on how often that happens, but it seems like yep. it could. Um, my next pick, Noel, against the grain, I will be saying Niners Packers under 50.5. Uh, I know that the Packers themselves just put up 48 points against the Cowboys, which is supposed to be a pretty good defense. I think that in an ideal world, both these teams try to run the ball and use a lot of clock here. Um, like if you're Packers, you're probably trying to limit the amount of times that the Niners have the ball. You're not going to want to get it in like a shootout with them. Um, so I could see them trying to take, you know, methodical, over-the-middle, six-yards-at-a-time kind of plays, and the Niners are going to keep the ball on the ground for the most part and just keep it moving. So I like the under in this game. Okay. I think my bet technically goes against it, against your bet, but doesn't have to necessarily. I'll be taking both Purdy and Love over one-and-a-half passing TDs, which is plus 156. Um I just think I think Purdy's going to have a good game against this Green Bay defense. Uh, I read that I think Jordan Love's thrown two or more tugs in like six straight straight games, so just hoping he can keep that train rolling. This is probably the best defense he's played over that span. But I just, uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of explanation other than I think they both throw a couple tugs. Okay, okay, I don't hate it. Okay. Um, my next one, Noel, is Jameer Gibbs over 24.5 receiving yards. Uh, what we just saw last week with the Bucks and Eagles was the Bucks blitzing nonstop, just nonstop. 
I think the Lions see that and they run early screens probably to try to get him off balance. You can split Jamar out or Jameer out and use him kind of in the flat, use him run slants over the middle. I think he gets a lot of passes thrown his way, probably like five or six catches in this game. Okay. Tasty. Nothing like mm-hmm. uh, evaluating, you know, schemes and things. That's, that's right. How, you know, yeah. it's legit. Okay. My pick for that game is going to be <clears throat> a bet that DraftKings actually won't let me do. But I'm doing it anyway. And that is a parlay of these two things. Jared Goff, longest completion over 37 and a half yards. Mm. Baker Mayfield, longest completion over 36 and a half yards. Oh. I don't know why you can't parlay those. It's a little confusing. Uh, if you just take the odds on those, it would be plus 243, according to the parlay calculator I used online. Okay. Uh, they do offer a parlay that is both quarterbacks throw for a completion of 50 or more yards, which felt a little ambitious, but that's 11 to 1. So I will be sprinkling on that as well. Yeah. I just think that. Evans had a shitty game last game. I think he pops yeah, off he a did little bad. bit. Yeah, he did um, And I don't know. Yeah, like you said, the blitzing is another reason why, you know, if you get if you catch him, you can get a big play. Goff could be slinging. So I think at least they both get a couple plays. It doesn't have to be touchdowns, just completions. Mm, Okay. Mm, I like it. Mm. Um, My next bet, Noel, is contingent. If Gabe Davis plays, I know he's got a bum knee going right now. He's on the back of three pretty bad games in a row. He's due. Uh, I will take Gabe Davis' first touchdown as plus 1,300. If he mm. plays, if he does not, I'll take Josh Allen first touchdown plus 600. Okay, I will join you on the Gabe Dave, not on the Joshy, but yes, okay. love it. I believe he scored four in that famous game uh, yeah, it was with Tyreek awesome. Kelsey. That's sick. Yeah. I'm really excited for that game. Uh, as we've talked about, my first time rooting against Mahomes and the Chiefs, I will be rooting for the home team, Josh Allen and the Bills. So uh, let's home go team Buffalo. Off. Let's uh, go Buffalo. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot here with pick number four for me. I'm gonna go uh, Chiefs overtime at uh, <laughs> eleven to one. It's gonna hit. It's gonna hit right here. I'm definitely uh, in the negative. Seriously, negatives. this time. Seriously, this time, guys. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. They're coming. <laughs> I'm definitely. Even if I hit this, we'll have lost money on this. But guess what? Even if if I do hit it, it'll put me in the positives for the year. That's all that matters. Hey. So it's bound to happen. As long as I keep winning, I'll keep. It's bound to happen so. at some point. Um. Okay. So do we have a parlay in there somehow? You. Yeah. You're supposed to be dead! Am I not? bets are kind of confusing yeah i like i like your um we could parlay 
The Texans plus nine and a half and your last team to score to win. I'm certain that they would not let us do that. <laughs> no, they would like, not. No, definitely not. Uh, it feels a little chintzy. Okay, what, what about, about Gibbs uh, over 24 and a half with something? Okay. Gibbs, how about we do that with my Texans bet, which they may okay. not let us do, but at least it's in the spirit of the bet. It's it's legal. So. Okay. So that's even odds, right? Yours is even and mine's yep. plus 200? Yep. Okay. So we'll go Gibbs over 24 and a half. Yep. And team that scores last will not win the game. Texans Ravens. Mm. Okay, Corin, you got that dog in you. I got that rough, rough, rough dog in there. It is time for underdog picks. Corin, I don't know if I mentioned this. Uh, I did hit my dog. I did pick the, pick the bucks as my dog. That's why Great I pick. was... Positive last week. Seven and six. I'm still above uh, 500 on the year. Coin. Mm-hmm. Two and 11. Uh, Jesus on Christ. Bets. But five and 10 against the spread for what it's worth because the Rams did in fact cover uh, but did not win the game. So uh, I got, I don't really know where to go. So I'll let you go first and I'll take the scraps. Perfect. I'll go ahead and take uh, the Bucks plus six and a half. As we said, one mm-hmm. of those two teams it feels like is probably going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I mean, what city is poised better for heartbreak than the lions? I don't know the, the, yeah. it writes itself. I'd be actually pretty into a Baker Super Bowl win this year. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be so sick. They like, cause then that, you just think about last year, how like Brady, it was like Brady's swan song and it was like, oh, you know, Brady can't overcome the lack of. You know, O-line, and they just don't have right. enough for Brady. So, And then, sure enough, they just needed Baker. If Baker wins game. the Super Bowl this year, you you have to pay him, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> what Why does he get? You? Like three for 45 or something like that? Three for 45 a year? Yeah. <laughs> 45 <Obviously>. a year? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, you thought I meant fifteen million a year? He's definitely getting more than that. If he wins a Super Bowl, yeah, you're 20. out of your fucking mind. What did no, Gino just more get? Than that. Uh, third twenty-five, twenty-eight a year or something like that. Oh shit! God, they make a lot of money. They'd make a lot. Uh, this is let's let's wait till he thirty. Let's wait till he wins this game. So we start, Three till we start talking about Baker winning the Super Bowl. Okay. 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 All right. Um, okay, I will take. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs. I will yeah. go, Thought we'll make might. it a win-win where uh, I get the win <laughs> if they win, and uh, if they don't, then I was rooting for the Bills. So I'm playing both sides. <laughs> <laughs> that way I always come out on top. That way I always come out. <laughs> so, like that line alone uh, could be like an I think you should leave skit. <laughs> it kind of reads well, like fun. that. I know, yeah, I know. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Always Sunny uh, cast like came out and gave an Emmy award. Like they all gave the award together, yeah. and apparently it was the first time that the cast of Always Sunny had even so much as been invited to the Emmys. <laughs> so they like made a bunch of jokes about it. How it's like, welcome to the seventy fifth annual. Wait a minute, you guys have been doing this every year. <laughs> like it was pretty funny. Uh, okay, that has been an episode of The Bookie Show. The Bookie Show. Uh, what time is it now, Colin? It is 10.33.
Sounds like it might be time for a little bit of that is right everybody welcome to the trivia show called Stumptown, where i noel take mm. some words and and throw them out there in the form of a question and then coin has to like try to figure out if it is a question well it is a question it's right. gonna be but yeah. if it is then he's got to answer it but if he doesn't know the answer he can't answer it so that's Stumptown. <laughs> <laughs> Shabang, shabop, bop, thong song. All right. Um, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. This is fitting. We're going to talk about Baker Mayfield. Oh, perfect. I thought we were going to wait talk to, to uh, talk about him until after the Super Bowl. <laughs> we're not talking about the Super Bowl. We're just okay. Baker Mayfield continued his resurgence on Monday with a dominant win over the reigning NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. After a very strong start to his career with the Browns, he fizzled out, and almost everyone gave up on Baker, but his stint in Tampa... Seems to have put him back on the map as a quality starting quarterback in the NFL. This is not the first time in recent history that a highly drafted quarterback flamed out with his first team, only to find real success with another franchise. In 2019, former first-rounder Ryan Tannehill joined the Tennessee Titans and led them to the AFC title game. In 2021, the Rams acquired Matthew Stafford from the Lions and went on to win the Super Bowl. Even Geno Smith revived his career in Seattle in 2022. Unlike Baker, all three of these players are recipients of the uh, NFL Comeback Player of the Year Award. Mm. Baker will be inevitably snubbed. Thanks for dying, Demar Hamlin. Um, Thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. However, these players, while they made some great storylines, did not achieve the individual accolades that some of their peers did. Since 2004 coin... Twelve quarterbacks have won Comeback Player of the Year. Five of those twelve quarterbacks, at some point in their career, get this, were runners-up in MVP voting. Okay? Okay. There are five quarterbacks since 2004 who have both won Comeback Player of the Year and been runner-up in the MVP voting at some point in their career in either order. And doesn't have to be in the same year, if that makes sense. Just both of those things happen to those quarterbacks. I'd like you to try to name three of those five quarterbacks. Okay. So since 04. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking off the top, Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer, unfortunately, incorrect, did not win Comeback Player of the Year. I'll give some hints if uh, if you're astray. Because this Uh, is obscure. What about Brett Favre? Uh, Brett Favre, not on this list. He, okay. I don't. I couldn't tell you if he did it either of those things before two thousand four, but he did not do them after two thousand four. Okay. Okay. Would he have gotten a runner up? Did Alex Smith get a runner up MVP? Alex Smith was correct from the Player of the Year uh, standings, come but back. no, he didn't. He did not uh, ever come close to an MVP. Okay. I don't need never, hints, never actually I'm received any close. votes. I'm already three. All right, here's my first hint. Um, think about guys who would typically be in the running for MVP. Because I did not, I did not qualify that they never won MVP. They just have. I'm not saying second place is their best finish. Oh, okay. That would be oh, my hint. Uh, did Brady win one? 
Tom Brady, yes, comeback player of the year in 2009. He was second in MVP voting four times. Mm. In addition to winning uh, three, I think. <clears throat> what about Peyton? Peyton Manning, very good. Yeah, he was uh, comeback player of the year in 2012, and he was second in MVP voting three times, along with four MVPs. Mm. That was definitely a big mental block there. Thank yeah, you for, I know. for clarifying this is, that. This was a very strange um, question to try to navigate your mind through. Of the remaining three, have all of them also won MVP still, or no? None of the other ones have won MVP. Oh, okay, great, 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 great. That rules out Matt Ryan. <laughs> I'll tell you, one of them won, was second in MVP voting four times, but never won MVP. Wow. And then the other two guys only cracked, were only given MVP votes, I think, once, maybe twice in their career. And they got second. Maybe once, maybe twice. And all of their comeback player of the year awards were uh, 2010 or earlier. Earlier. What about Big Ben? Big Ben. Not on the list. Sorry, Ah, Ben. Okay. I will give you two more guesses. Wow. Very generous of you. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the guys famously didn't win one. Um... I mean, I guess if you get second four times and never win it, it's sort Drew of... Brees? Drew B- Brees is correct, Coin. You have yeah. not been stumped. Well done. Uh, he was comeback player of the year with the Chargers in 2004. He was the first right. one on the list. Yeah. Uh, you may beat yourself up about the next one. Would you like to guess one more time? Is it Mike Vick? It is Mike Vick, yes, oh. comeback player of the oh. year with the Eagles in 2010, and Fuck. of course in 2000, uh, I forget what year, I think 04, he was second in MVP voting. What was, was the, guy? and then what year did the other guy win comeback player of the year? What other guy? The guy, the guy I haven't mentioned yet? Yeah. The guy I haven't mentioned yet won comeback player of the year twice in three years by the name of Chad Pennington. No way. He got second you, in MVP voting one time? Yeah. What? What? In 2008, what? it was Peyton Manning and then Chad Pennington. Holy For the, shit. And this, I think this was like, was this Wildcat Dolphins year, I think? Yeah, 08. Damn. Which like, yeah, yeah, yeah. how this was, was he the, MVP? Yeah, there was was the, the name of that coach? Uh, um, Sperano, he died. Sperano, this is the Wildcat Dolphins. Yeah, which is yeah. bizarre that a team who yeah. ran on the Wildcat, the quarterback, almost won MVP. Holy shit, that's nuts. Yeah, so that's how long was... the award's been broken for. <laughs> um, so yes, well done, Coin. Not stumped. Uh, the I'll other call guy, I want to other... push. I feel like I needed a lot of hints there. That's okay. Uh, it was a weird question. Uh, Stafford did win it. Rivers, Andrew Luck. Ryan Tannehill, Alex Smith, Joe Burrow, and Gina Smith, but none of them have been top two in MVP voting. Mm. Stafford Rivers definitely got, came to mind. Rivers was third once. Burrow was fourth, I think, last year. Uh, Gina was actually ninth in MVP voting last year. No. Oh, deservedly. Mm. Yeah, fun fact. Okay, that has been an episode of Stumptown. That has been an episode of Stumptown. And subsequently, uh, The Rookie Show. Uh, you right. can follow us on Rookie Show Pod, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Coin, where can they follow you? You can follow me at King Quine on both Instagram and Twitter. Where can they follow you, Noel? Uh, you can follow me once I become active again on 
Twitter at DecreeAndFillin. You can follow me on Instagram at CTravisNoll. The C, of course, stands for chat. Chat. Because I see the chat button on the on the meeting Smart. thing. Yes. There. So yeah. chat, Travis mm-hmm. Noll. Mm-hmm. Not Chad, it's chat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's going to play us All out? All right. Play us out. Paramore. Oh, sick. Good call. Yeah. Haley Williams, my girl. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Play us out, Paramore. See you later. Bye.